Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bermanology on LettermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham, your host. We are talking to Ohio State commits, targets, prospects from all over the country in the class of 2021, 2022, 2023, and beyond. Today, we're sticking in the class of 2022 and uh, going to Iowa to talk with Xavier Wanpo, one of Ohio State's top targets in the class and uh, one of the country's top safety prospects, the number two ranked safety prospect, according to 247 Sports. Xavier, thanks for taking time, man. I know that uh, it's been a rough weekend for you. Your season ended in a, in a disappointing manner. Um, but uh, I'd like to just start there. How, how are you feeling after losing in the, in the state uh, final on Friday night? Uh, it's kind of upsetting, but uh, definitely something to like push us forward and have us have a good offseason and get back to it. You're at Southeast Polk High School outside of Des Moines. Um, you know, one of the, the uh, higher ranked programs in the state of, of Iowa. As a leader in that group and a leader in your program, how do you help make sure that this loss doesn't carry over into next season? Oh, uh, yeah. So, like, losing the championship is always going to be hard. So, like, definitely we'll push everyone harder and just want to get past this point and win a state championship here. You have not been able to do much when it comes to recruiting Xavier because of the COVID-19 dead periods, uh, you know, all those things. You, you maybe wouldn't have done much anyway during the season while you're focused on winning uh, uh, games. But now that the season is over, how are you adjusting to this new world of recruiting? And, and are you feeling like you're figuring out anything about the schools that you're interested in? Or, or are you just sort of in a holding pattern? Uh, kind of a mixture of both. Like, um. I was just waiting for the season to get done, so I'm going to start going on, like, visits with other recruits, just, like, see campuses and stuff like that and get a feel for, like, the commits there. But, yeah, without it, I probably would have visited a couple times, but was just going to hold off for a little bit. Yeah, You did make a, a number of visits uh, in the spring before everything shut down. I mean, you've been to Notre Dame, you've been to Michigan, you've been to Iowa, you've been to Iowa State where your your father was an athlete. Um you know, how, how different do you think a visit would be now when you can't talk to a coach, but you can just still see everything, but you can't talk to coaches, you can't visit with, with coaches? How different do you think the atmosphere will be when you actually go back to a campus uh, with other recruits? Uh, you definitely won't, like, get a feel for, like, the coaches, like, in person. But you've definitely, like, built relationships, like, up to this point, like, through calls and FaceTimes and Zooms and stuff like that. So definitely we'll get, like, a good feel for, like, the campus life there and other things like that. Is there, do you feel like the coaches that you met on campus at the schools you've been to, do are those better relationships than the ones that you've had to form through FaceTime and Zoom? Or do you feel like, you know, FaceTime and Zoom, what we're doing right now, like, I mean, it is still face-to-face -face interaction. You just maybe don't get to shake a hand or something. Uh, yeah, I'd say like both of them, they have like their, their ins and outs for sure. Like, you got to travel to see coaches, and it's good to see them in person and get, like, a feel for the environment that they're in. But, like, through Zoom, it also helps, like, build relationships, too. So, that's helped. So, I don't really know which one's better right now. Yeah, I mean, I think as a recruit, the one thing you miss is the opportunity to see the coach interact with his team. And I guess that's something where you really need to see that before you can know how they would be as a coach. But you know, is there a program or two right now that you would say your relationships are best with? I mean, uh, who who is the the team or, or the the staff that you like? Hey, th those are my guys. Uh, probably like uh, Texas, Ohio State, uh, Penn State, and Clemson and Notre Dame. Those are definitely like schools I keep interacting with all the time. Same with Iowa. 
in Iowa State. Like, I'm always in contact with them, so I always got, like, a good relationship that's been built. You know, I think it's interesting. If you were a prospect in the state of Ohio, for example, the expectation is almost immediately that once you land an offer from Ohio State that you end up picking the Buckeyes, right? Yeah. It's not that way in Iowa, is it? I mean, is there pressure to stay home? Again, I know your father, you know, went to ISU and played sports there, but is there a pressure to stay home in Iowa? Oh, uh, there's a little bit. Like they definitely like people here definitely want to see you stay and stay, but they always they always want to make sure you're doing what's best for you. So like they're down just to see you you shine wherever. It, you said you mentioned Ohio State in the relationship piece. Is there someone on that staff that you're closest with? Is it Ryan Day you talk to? Is it Kerry Combs, Matt Barnes? Who who is who's really been the the foundation of that re- relationship for you? Oh, Coach Barnes for sure. I talked to him uh, week in and week out, and then Coach Day a little bit, and Coach Combs a little bit too. And and I know that you are one of the guys that the Ohio State class of 2022 has gotten to know pretty well. The the guys that. You know, C.J. Hicks, Deshaun McCullough, Bennett Christian, those guys. How important is it to have that bond building with those other guys? Because it seems like you guys have really solidified a, a, a neat relationship already, even though you've never met any of them in person. Uh, it's nice to, like, meet them and get to know them because they have, like, the same vibe. Like, they give off the same vibes that I want to, like, work with and, like, be with for a while. So, like, meeting them, getting to know them well, like – without seeing face-to-face first is always nice. And then in person, just see how we click together. You are one of the guys that um, people have sort of been clinging on to in the last month as all of the hashtags and the emoji stuff starts happening on social media. How much of that do you think is just for fun? How much did you, how much actual thought is there into building this super class that you guys uh, have all been sort of linked to? And, you know, does it matter what happens on social media? I mean, like we've we've discussed a lot, like like other recruits and everything like that. So we're definitely down, but we all want to get on campus before we make a decision and make sure it's the right fit for all of us. You're a safety. Um, how much impact is there when a quarterback commits to Ohio State or anywhere else? I mean, is that one piece of a big puzzle? Is that a big piece of the puzzle? Like how how much impact is Quinn Ewers, the number one player in the country? How, how does that change, like, the national perception uh, of Ohio State for recruits? Oh, uh, like, Quinn, he definitely just showed, like, his interest, and he's definitely going to bring other recruits in with him just like that, just for being the number one QB, like, another number one player in the nation, too. So just him is definitely giving off, like, a vibe that Ohio State is doing something right. So, yeah, definitely he'll help out. I've, I've watched a lot of your film, Xavier, and, and it's easy to see why schools around the country have – flocked towards you your junior film isn't online yet it will be later this afternoon but the the majority of your recent recruiting attention was all on sophomore film and before your season really started you had a big rush of offers in early september what are these coaches saying what is, what is ryan day and Kerry combs and matt barnes what are they seeing on tape that makes all of a sudden you a, a guy that every team in the country wants Oh, uh, they like my aggression, uh, my versatility, and my athleticism. Since I'm six three, I'm pretty athletic, so like that definitely helps. And then, like usually at my size or at safety, they don't like to tackle or tackle as much, and um, I'm physical, so they like that aspect too. So you broke your nose two nights ago, right? Yeah. 
I can't tell. I mean, it, I guess it speaks to that toughness that, that you have. I mean, have you ever broken a bone before? No, I haven't. Did it hurt? What did it feel like? Uh, well, at first, I didn't really know what was happening. I thought I like had snot come up my nose because I hit him pretty hard. But then I got up and I saw some blood coming out, and then it just like all fell out all at once. So I was pretty confused. And then, so you broke your nose hitting someone. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to not lead with your face, right? Oh yeah, it was like uh, one of my teammates. He came in from behind and like missed his tackle and punched me to the nose. <laughs> Well, the friendly fire is always the, the most uh, dangerous thing when you're hitting someone on the football field. So, uh, Xavier, I'm interested in this. Uh, you post every single week every graphic that schools around the country are sending you. And I think I, I fancy myself somewhat of a, uh, you know, novice uh, design guy. What schools graphics are the best and do those things matter at all? Uh, I don't really think graphics matter that much. Like they're they're cool to get, cool to see, but like definitely, like some schools will just send you a graphic and like don't even talk to you. So like definitely, you want to build a relationship with the the people there, and like the graphics are just a cool thing to have. What what school has been sending has been consistently sending you your favorites? Is there one or two graphics where you point to and be like, oh, that one is sweet? Um, Ohio State sends some pretty cool ones. Uh, Clemson does too, a little bit. Uh, Notre Dame, Iowa's made some cool ones. Texas has too. I feel like they all they all have their different aspects. So like each school designer does pretty good. I think. Yeah, it's neat to see the different styles because everyone is sort of trying to sell their brand through their designs, and um, it's fascinating because we, I think, on the outside, think that oh, they're just sending graphics to a thousand kids a week, but they still have to meticulously craft those things and be like, Oh, we want this in here because this is what we do. This is what we're about. How, how is the response to Ryan day from you? What do you, what do you think of, of Ryan day as a coach, as a, as a guy that, as you've been getting to know him, what is it about him that you think makes Ohio state appealing? Uh, I feel like, like I've talked to other players and they all said like, he's a, he's a player's coach. He definitely puts like the players, players first before him that's always like a good aspect that you want to have in like a coach and then it's the people he brings and the, the vibe they have there that's been clicking. I mean, you see it. I, I guess this is a question. I wrote about this last week on Letterman Row about culture and I, I'm, I'm interested from a recruit perspective. Do you see the difference in culture at, at one program versus another or is, is it as obvious to you watching games or, or in talking to recruits or coaches as it is to, to some people um, in the world, or I mean, you're you're being sold. And recruiting is is sales, and it's you know relationship building. So maybe it's easy to not always uh, focus on on the things that need improvement because you're focused on the relationship. But is culture evident to you? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I always want to go somewhere, or I want to go somewhere with a, a good culture, like a strong culture that just been building. So, like, it's hard to see, like, virtually through things. So, like, you want to see it in person, like, at first hand. But, like, seeing it, like, through games and, like, how the players react is, has helped a little bit. What are you going to do now Now that your season's over? What What is your plan for improving you to next year? I mean, do you play other sports? I know you still – I don't know if you still play basketball. I know you have before. But what what is the uh, – on the docket for Xavier and Wampo over the next uh, few months? Uh, I'm going to be working out three times a week with my trainer at IAP and uh, Grimes, Iowa. And then I'll be running track for sure. 
because my dad was just a sprinter. So I'll be doing that, just getting ready to get my speed and then like explosive, explosiveness better for uh, next season. In the in the grand scheme of things, obviously the dead period is extended through April fifteenth. Is there any chance in your mind that you have a decision made before then? Uh, I don't think so. I'll probably have a decision like by my senior year, like during the senior season, something like that. Take us through the checklist, Xavier. What what is it that a school has to have to be the school for you? Uh, good academics because my, my parents are definitely for academics so that will fill their needs in mind for sure like for post football and then uh, a great culture like wants to win has won does things to win and then a good relationship with the coaching staff and like commits and players on the team do you know what you want to study uh, either kinesiology or sports management those are two very different things. It's all about, I guess, either, I guess they're both about managing athletes. One is about the body. One is about the finances. So I guess it's similar in a way. Is there, as you look ahead, going to be, or has there been at this point in your recruitment, a defining moment where you were like, hey, that's when things changed for me? Uh, as of right now, not really. Well, look, man, I, I told you I'm going to keep you under 15 minutes. We're getting close there, so I want to get you out of here. Thank you very much for taking time. Uh, and again, I, I appreciate uh, the insight. That is Xavier Wanpa from Southeast Polk High School in uh, Iowa. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This is Bermanology on Letterman Row. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll be back next week.